back to the show. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. I am Tavares, and today we have a very special guest, Mr. Darion Moore. What's up, Darion? What's up? What's up? So happy to have you on the show today, my brother. It's always a pleasure. If anyone's just now tuning in, this is Living Your Truth with Tavares, and we have Darion Moore here. Darion is my nephew, and I thought this would be a pretty cool and dope interview because my nephew goes to an HBCU. For those that don't know what that means, Historical Black College University. Darian, how is life there at the HBCU for you right now? Uh, it's, it's all right. Whether, uh, whether I hear is always kind of bipolar, in my opinion. It, it'll be warm one minute, then it'll be cold the next minute, it'll be raining, all that other good stuff. But it, it's cool. It's definitely... Uh, eye-opening experience, uh, definitely different from how I grew up in California since, uh, and, and I don't think I said this in the beginning, but I go to Tuskegee University in Alabama, uh, planning on graduating this fall, so pray for me, because college is difficult, I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> <laughs> I take your word for it, no doubt about it. And what is your major what are you majoring in out there in tuskegee u i know but just for the people just give them a little bit uh i'm majoring in electrical engineering nice a whole lot of math <laughs> i know that's right man a lot of work right there and so while attending an hbcu do you find that there are well difficulties or challenges with you living your truth? Um, living my truth. Uh, yes, yes and no. A lot of it could be, uh, at least for me, a lot of it is uh, dealing with like family stuff, not being at home, and being in a totally different environment because pretty much I moved all the way across the country. Yeah. Once from the West Coast to the East Coast. So uh, it's a little difficult, little adjustments uh, from living life in California and living life in Alabama. But it's nothing I wouldn't say it's nothing I can't handle. There you go. I love the comment. Appreciate that. My first question is how is living your truth helping you right now? Uh, as of right now, it's, uh, I'm in a point in my life where I'm learning to not let things bother me that, let, all right, how would I put this? It's not like letting go of things I can't control. Mm. I'm trying not to be bothered by them or let them like weigh me down because I have a bunch of other things I need to get done in life. That's right. That's right. And I know a lot about that, allowing things to weigh me down, hold me back. And I know um, I can relate to you and how we approach those things. Right. And the amount of energy it may or may not take to handle those things. How do you keep yourself in a space that is conducive to you? reaching your goals, you know, finishing quizzes, homework, things of that nature. Because I know for myself, 
life happens, right? And things may impede the process, right? So how do you stay, you know, locked in? And you're a writer too. You're, you know, you write poetry, you write music. So I know you're a creative as well. So how do you stay locked in to your studies and, you know, being present there in that space? The only way for me to lock in is to at least find at some point in the day where I can just be myself and kind of decompress. Okay. So sometimes uh, I'll sometimes I'll just go out to the lake out here and just listen to music, or I'll be working on a song, some poetry. I'll just sit there and med- meditate. But I, I need to take time to myself at least once out the day to just decompress and not let any of like my day to day stuff stress me too much. Because again, as you said, life happens. That's right. And, and in my case, my life's been happening for a good minute now. <laughs> I feel that definitely. So I, I just, I just need time to myself to just let that all out and not implode on myself. I love how you put that. And we talked, you know, the other day and you had sent me this new record that you did that, in my opinion, just not only can other MCs and rappers learn from the wordplay, but it's also a testimony. A testimony that you know very well. It's a part of your life. How did you... How did you come to that on that song? And let the people know the name of the song. It's not out yet, everybody. So we can't go. Yeah, it'll sure. I'm sure Darion will release it sometime this year. But just for right now, um, how did you come to writing this song? And please let the people know the name of the song so they know what to look for in the future. Oh, I see. How how I came to it, um, and this is your truth, so you can explain it however you feel most comfortable. I just want you to know that I give that respect to each and every guest. This space there wasn't there wasn't really like a process. At least when it started, it just kind of I was in my emotions about my own things I'm going through right now. And uh, I just started writing. Nice. And music for me, uh, whether it be poetry or like lyrical writing, making songs, stuff like that, it's always, it started off as an outlet for me to get my emotions out because I'm not, I'm not good with like conveying my emotions. Okay. So this is music has always been my way of letting those out. It's a uh, back to what I was saying, having like an outlet. And uh, what the song, the name of the song is "Moonlit Scorpio: uh, Battle of Gemini Part 2. Moonlit so Scorpio. Doesn't know about Part One. We'll get to that later. I'm gonna put that out too. <laughs> nice. The Moonlit Scorpio, the name of it speaks for Moonlit Scorpio speaks towards my moon sign, which is the Scorpio. Okay. And Battle of Gemini 
since I'm actually a Gemini, uh, it speaks to me dealing with some internal struggles with myself and trying to figure out what I should do in this moment. All right. I like that. I like the breakdown, too. And <clears throat> you went through a, a three different renditions of this particular piece before oh, you yeah. landed on what you had sent to me. And let's talk about that for a second, because, you know, living your truth is like that. You know, we go through different emotions. We go through, as I've said many times on this show, there are levels to living your truth. It's not something that happens overnight. I believe it's a process. I know for myself, it's a process. And that's kind of like this piece that you wrote. You went through a process. There was a, you had a first draft, a second draft, and a third draft. Why the multiple drafts? What were you trying to obtain in doing it that way? Um, well, because the first draft was very emotionally driven. Okay. Um, it was sporadic, chaotic, and uh, I felt that it gave too much to the audience into my life. Okay. And there's some things that I want to keep private. Got so it. For the first draft, I kept that one to myself. That was for me to let out how I felt about like my own circumstances. Okay. And I tried again the second time, and the second time it just didn't feel right because I felt like I was holding myself back too much. Mm, okay, I like okay. And the first two drafts were actually poems before I even decided to put it on a song. And what made me actually put this over uh, a beat was, uh, who was it? It was West Side Boogie. Shout out to West Side Boogie. I hope that he gets more recognition than he does now because that man is dope. Nice. But uh, it was a new track that he dropped called, I think, Floating or I'm Floating. I can't, I can't remember what exactly the name was, but just the way he kind of put his heart on the track and talking about how he feels about his circumstances or whatever he's going through. Okay. And I want to say he's talking kind of like a breakup or him trying to get over like an ex, but he wasn't giving, he wasn't giving details, but he was describing what he was feeling and going through. Uh, in the song as using like a water type of thing. It was uh, oh, okay. him, him talking about like going through storms and stuff like that. And that's where I got the idea to put it over the song. Okay, like that. And that kind of sounds like the levels to living one's truth. Like many people would can and will relate to living the truth, feeling like a storm, you know, it may feel like a blizzard or a windy day because those are some of the emotions and some of the things that can happen while we journey into our evolution of living our truth. I do believe that evolution takes place as we go into that space of living our truth. Yeah. At least 
for myself, that's what I've experienced. How has living your truth held you back or has it ever up to this point? I don't think it has ever really held me back. I can, I can see how, how it can hold someone back depending on, excuse me, depending on what your overall goal is. Okay. Like you can, it, it can be like if you, you have a passion, let's say for like art or something, that's, that's your truth, that is you. Got it. But you're trying to get into some other job that doesn't require that and, fit, and also look down upon that. That can hinder you because your goal is to be like a firefighter or something. Mm-hmm. So your own truth can hinder you from what you're trying to go for because it's like they don't, they can't coach you. Ah, very well put. Thank you for, for explaining that. If you're just now tuning in, this is Living Your Truth. I am Tavares. We have a very special guest with us today. It is Mr. Darion Moore from Tuskegee University. HBCU is in the house. We are talking with Darion about life at the HBCU and some of the ways it pertains to him living his truth, if it's been an issue or if he's able to thrive in the environment. So far, it sounds like he is able to do all of the above while maintaining his truth, which is absolutely important. I say that on the show all the time. This is a safe space. Everyone's truth is going to look different. Um, You're going to hear different things from different people about their truths. And hopefully there are some things that you can connect to because we are definitely here for the human connection and to help each other while we journey into our self-evolutions. My next question is, how do you believe living your truth can help others? I feel it can help others to they can look at what I've done and follow or even do it better, mm. or even look at my own mistakes and try and try their best to not make the same one. Nice. Is there anything while attending the HBCU, is there anything that you can share with the listeners and even myself that people wouldn't expect to be an issue for one attending an HBCU being a young black man or woman. Uh, well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna speak for all HBCUs, but I will speak for my experience at Tuskegee, uh, Tuskegee University. Uh, I will say you will have to advocate for yourself at every point in time. Okay. Like not, there's. There's no handouts. <laughs> okay. If you if you got a problem with like how your financial aid is set up, don't call. Just go just go into the building. You know, find someone who can help you. And if they can't help you, go to the top of the you know chain of command 
and talk to them to see if they can help you or find someone else to help you. Like you, you really have to advocate for for yourself. And if you don't, you may get left behind. Wow. Okay. So it is, there are no handouts, even being a black student at HBCU, no handouts, advocate for yourself, take it to the top of the food chain. If you have an issue, don't call, be proactive. That's what you're saying, right? Yes. I, I, I'm not saying like, I'm not saying calling is not going to work. I just know that my university gets a lot of different calls about a different, a bunch of different things. So you may, you may not even get anyone. Got it. Okay. Because they're, they're also doing their job and they, they dealing with a whole bunch of people from day to day. So me personally, even with like my, uh, academic advisor or something, like I'll send him an email and then I'll be at his office maybe 10 minutes later. <laughs> so you're on top of your business. I mean, and look, I get it because college life is busy. It's a busy life. And you're right. There's a whole lot going on. Other students have issues. The faculty is trying to do their thing. You know, they're, you know, professors. Yeah, you just got to realize like, uh, you know, everyone got something going on yep. and not everyone's, you know, gonna save a spot for you you just gotta go out there and take it mm, i heard that you gotta see even at you know in living my truth there are things that i've experienced being a black man growing up there are and and when i say things i i've experienced i'm even referring to the situation I was just gonna you know i was gonna be accepted like you know a little i get a little extra love because you know, um, I'm black and I'm an artist and I'm well-known, been on television. And I tell you right now, I've been wrong many times trying to actually, <laughs> you, 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 you know, trying to use my blackness. I'm going to say it. This is living my truth with Tavares. I, I let y'all know we go there. And I've, yeah, I've used my, or thought I have used my blackness and look, even at the times I was not even intentionally trying to use it, I believe it's afforded me opportunities. So there's definitely two sides to a coin. Have you experienced anything like that there at Tuskegee U? Oh, we're thinking like I can get a pass because I'm black. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's exactly you know, what I'm asking. We, we, we all think that like go in there but i feel like because it's an hbcu and because we know that majority of people at this school is going to be black i feel that they like they push us harder mm, it's, okay. it's it's the same thing uh because when i was younger i was going through taekwondo and one of my instructors who who also was black he was one of the like head of our uh, association. Mm -hmm. And I remember like as a kid, I always wondered why he was pushing me so hard and why like, like nothing was ever good enough for him. And there was always some little critique that he had for me. It always, it always just pissed me off as a kid. Of course. Like I'm like, there's no, like I'm pushing harder than anyone else here. And I'm doing this, that, and the third. 
and nothing's ever good enough for you. And one of one of the times, it was like the first time he ever gave me my props or anything. He pulled me aside. He's like, the reason why I push you so hard is because, like, I know you black, and it's harder for us out here. Mm. So I just wanted to show you that this is how hard you have to push when you're doing anything else in life out there wow. in the world. Wow. And this came from your sensei in Taekwondo. Yeah. yeah. And let people know what black man. Let uh, people know real quick, sorry. What belt are you? I'm a third degree black belt. Uh instructor calling him Tony Thompson. If he is watching or if he isn't, I just want to say I very much appreciate you and everything you've done for me. Because I wouldn't be here without you. Right on, man. Third degree black belt. Whew, he's a walking weapon, ladies and gentlemen. No doubt about it. But absolutely one of the most bright and brilliant young men I know. I'm not just saying that because he's my nephew. I'm saying that because he truly is bright and brilliant. When we talk, I feel like I'm talking to someone who's been here before, someone who's walked the earth before. It has always been and will continue to be an enlightening experience with Mr. Darion Moore. If you're just not tuning in, this is Living Your Truth with Tavares. We have Mr. Darion Moore in the house with us today. This has been an excellent interview. I've been looking forward to this interview. He's also my nephew. Um, and I'm so proud to have him as my nephew and really just as another Black man that I can talk to, turn to, and confide in because I feel like our connection is, um, it's not only genuine, it's deep and it's authentic. And so my last question is, are you living your best truth, Darion? As of right now? Yes, yeah. as of right now. As of right now, I feel that I'm, well, I won't say I'm living my best truth because I feel that we can always do better. There you go. Okay. Pushing hard. I like that. I like that. Good answer. Um, before I let you go, I want to circle back around real quick to your sensei assisting you and encouraging you to push harder. How have you been able to use that at Tuskegee U? Do you feel that or he, his voice, is always in the back of your head when you know you come up on exams or quizzes like, do you feel like that, the effort that he put in, is it still alive in you right now, today, while you attend the HBCU? Yes, I do believe so. But I will, I will say it's more so my grandfather, because uh, he, my grandfather, uh, rest in peace to him, was always in my corner along with my mom and everything. He practically helped raise me. And he would always be telling me to push harder and to put, you know, 110% into everything you do. It doesn't matter what it is. Mm -hmm. And whatever you're interested into, full dive. Just jump, jump straight into it. Do not, don't quit on it. And uh, he also helped me realize that things won't always be easy. That's right. 
which I didn't understand as a kid because, you know, we didn't we didn't have responsibilities. We didn't have to pay bills. We didn't have to do work and stuff like that. We just ran around, let our imaginations run wild. <laughs> right, no, real talk. But I will say I under, I more so understand it now because, you know, being an adult and living out in Alabama, I'm on the other side of the country now, it's <clears> tough. It's tough and you know, sometimes you feel like you just want to quit on yourself. You just want to, you know, just throw everything to the wind and do what you want to do. I'm not saying, you know, don't don't do what you want to do in life, but understand that life won't make it easy for you. Very well put, my brother. Yes, rest in paradise, Mr. Honorable W. Steve Stevens, a terrific man, a trailblazer in Santa Clara County, for sure. If you guys want to know about greatness, Google W. Steve Stevens, the honor. For real, for real. He definitely... He's done so much for Santa Clara County. Oh, yeah. He's done a lot. In fact, uh, last year, he was inducted into the Santa Clara, I believe, Black American Hall of Fame. Uh, I attended that online event and... It was yeah, yeah, it was great, right? I mean, they really represented. And so I want to thank you for coming on the show because living your truth is different for everybody. And for anyone just now tuning in, again, we got Darion Moore in the house with us on Living Your Truth with Tavares. I encourage everyone to take a moment with yourself, be patient with yourself when it comes to living your truth. Darion is out at Tuskegee U at a HBCU. He moved from California to Alabama. And I'm sure for many listening right now, the transition just from the West to the Southeast, um, things are different out there for Darion. The law is different out there. The way they handle things is different out there. So I just want to highlight that because Darian, how old are you if you don't mind me asking and you sharing with the people how old are you young so having to transition from the west to the southeast in this particular social climate today there's a lot more to unpack there so we will be tapping back in with Darion because I want him to kind of go into some more things for the individuals who are college students who do listen to the to, to, to the show or even some of the high school students who do listen to the show. We get people, we get all kinds of people listening to the show. That's why I'm very clear and very sure to keep and do my best to keep things in context and to make sure everybody that comes on the show is protected. Like this is a safe space. You're not going to get shamed or shaded. That's not going to happen here. That's not what we're about. We're about inclusion, not exclusion. Darion, please let the people know your socials, where to find you at. Uh, well, if y'all want to kiss me on Instagram, uh, my Instagram is black magic. That's spelled B L K magic. Magic is spelled with M A G double I K. Uh, I go on there, show snippets of stuff that I've been working on. Uh, I do plan on getting a whole project together. The only reason why I haven't done it lately is because 
always seem, you know, life. Things may not always, things may not always go, go your way, but you got to learn to roll with the punches and punch back. And <laughs> I like that's, that. That's, that's what, a, uh, I forget what song it was. It was a song with Kyle, but he, he was saying that I got, I got punched by life and I got up and hit that nigga back. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that because I, I started putting that into my life. And I want, I want people to know like, yeah, you know, we always say, you know, take it to the chin, roll with the punches, but punch that nigga back. <laughs> <laughs> well spoken. Let, let them know, let them know this ain't sweet out here. Take control of your life. That's right. Hey, there you go. That's right. Take control of your life. That's the, I'm so glad you said that because that, that is living your truth. Like I said, when guests come on the show, I'm not here to censor anybody. So for my listeners, you may hear things, language, ideas, beliefs that you may or may not agree with. That's okay. That's okay. Remember, we're not here to tell anyone how to live or describe their truth. That is what makes this so special. We're all going through an evolution. I absolutely appreciate Darion taking time from his college life, his busy schedule, to share his energy and his truth. See, there's something that we are all here to learn it's up to you to figure out what that is. I am here to help you and assist you in creating that space or that narrative. Again, I won't tell you how to live your truth. I won't even suggest. You guys have noticed that, I'm sure. This is a safe space. Darian, I want to thank you for your time today. I want to thank you for coming on the show and for being transparent. I am looking so forward to having you back again that's for sure. Are you down to come back again? Almost there. I appreciate you for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. My pleasure. Everybody, Mr. Darion Moore, this has been Living Your Truth with Tavares. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back to the show. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. I am Tavares. I wanted to thank my nephew, Darion Moore, for tapping in with us today. I hope you guys really enjoyed this segment. I wanted to highlight him and his experiences while attending an HBCU and what life is like at an HBCU. If you guys don't know what an HBCU is, go ahead and Google it. It is a historical black college university and just want to thank him. If you guys want to follow Darion online on social media, on TikTok, it is Black Swag 97, spelt B L K S W A G, the number 97. And on IG, it is B L K M A G I I K, Black Magic. Great way to get a hold of him. And Besides all that, just want to say thank you guys again for listening. Hey, look, I know you have many things to do with your time and your day. So I always want to make sure that I give extra, extra, extra love to the audience. Yes, you and you. And of course, even you, 
because it is all about inclusion, not exclusion. I really hope that everyone is enjoying the show. And <clears throat> excuse me, look, we're going to be nearing our first season, but there won't be much of a break. Season two is right around the corner. Please remember to subscribe, like, add, share, and tell a friend about Living Your Truth with Tavares podcast. Thank you so much. Remember, be the best versions of yourself and live your truth. Peace. Hey, you guys, Tavares here from Living Your Truth podcast. I just wanted to say thank you so much to everybody who is on social media showing love. If you've liked a picture on Instagram or you like the post on Facebook or Twitter, I see y'all. We appreciate it over here. Absolutely appreciate it because that's your time and that's your energy. Please also be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast at. That is important. I want everyone to have access to the show and I don't want you guys to miss any of the upcoming episodes ever. Set your alerts. Be sure to follow. We will follow back. Believe that. I will follow back. I will make sure. Okay. Excuse me. And real quick, I don't want to act like things aren't happening over in Ukraine. Things are happening and they're bad. So I just want to send love and to let Ukraine know we stand with them. The war is ridiculous. It was unprovoked. I still can't believe it's actually happening. I'm seeing pictures of people, men and women, holding up, taking up arms, holding up in tunnels underground in in, in the subway. That's crazy. So there's no way I could do today's episode without recognizing what's going on. So we're going to pray and we're going to pray hard and let Ukraine know that we are with them. I want you all to be safe. Love yourself and each other. Be the best versions of yourself. And until next time, live your truth. Have a good day. Hey, Tavares here from Living Your Truth Podcast with Tavares. We would be honored to represent your brand. Please send your information to livingyourtruthpodcast at gmail.com. We know you have other choices, but we would love the shot at representing your brand. Again, send your information, livingyourtruthpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your energy. And remember, be the best versions of yourself and live your truth. Peace. On the next Living Your Truth with Tavares, we are going to be discussing being still. Someone just said, huh? Yeah, you know, steadfast, sitting down, taking a moment, woosah. Being still on the next Living Your Truth with Tavares.